Jingle bells. Oh, hello, Gordon. How are you doing? I'm all right. Nice to see you in the city centre, Glasgow. So we are. We are. We're just West Regent Lane. Some dodgy yeah. stuff happened down there. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely <laughs> in the past, for sure. For Welcome sure. to episode seven of season four. This is our final one of the year. Yes. Unbelievable that we're getting to that point, but yeah, fabulous to be so here. And we're going to a very famous establishment. Aren't you, we? You're, make, you're calling this the Christmas special. It is the Christmas special. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Where are we going? We are standing as we speak outside the Pot Still, which, if you've never heard of the Pot Still, is a more than famous whiskey bar in Glasgow. My goodness, I can't wait. Uh, Gordon, what's going to happen inside this this bar? Well, I'll what, tell you, I've just, noticed, I've just noticed that Malt of the Month is a Ben Rumick 10 for £2.50 for a 35ml, <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> Let's go! Well, we have arrived in the Pot Still, Gordon, and... Uh, it's not like us to be early. Well, it's not like you you are, but it's not like me to be early. No, that's very, very true. Um, but we are in the pot still, and we are, before we speak to our guest, um, I thought we should uh, just have a little bit of uh, housekeeping of what's been happening in the last couple of weeks. Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, this is the final episode of the year, so let's, uh, let's just recap before Frank gets here. Frank Murphy, the uh, proprietor of this esteemed establishment gets here um, there's been there's been developments it's award seasons would that it, be fair to say it is award seasons it's the it's the Oscars it's the it's the BAFTAs it's the it's, it's the World Whiskey Awards it's the Scottish Whiskey Awards it's mm. the Glasgow Whiskey Awards and it's the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know there's lots of Whiskey Awards which well, is fabulous oh, yeah, so no in the last couple this week there's been the Scottish Whiskey Awards which are a new set of awards and have sort of come up in the last couple of years um, and then last night was the World Whiskey Awards run by Whiskey Magazine probably the most established awards I would say around the world um, and uh, so we've, we've we've picked up some awards oh yes nice. oh, here we go what, 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 what well we picked up a couple, news? picked up a bit of uh, Glen Goyne from its sustainability angle as the sustainab- sustainable distillery of the year and I think that's down to the packaging developments we've done and a lot of the other things which is great and there's a big move after COP26 for that and we need to do more, but that's great news that's for good. us. Yeah, the cast strength has done very well. Picked up an award, as has the Ooh. Tamdu Club single cask for Tamdu, our sister distillery up on Speyside. So we've we've had a good evening at the World Whiskey Awards and at the Scottish Whiskey Awards, which was a couple of nights before. I've sort of scanned the awards, but I think Arden Merkin have done very well. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And they yes. have released some great whiskies. Obviously, fans of the show um, and been on. Obviously, but they've done really, really well. Um, digital campaigns, all that sort of thing. I think North Star have done well, one or oh, two yeah. others. So if you want to have a look at the awards, uh, have a look on their websites. But yeah, it's been awards season. And just looking at the year, it's been a year of odd year again, I think. not Maybe not quite as odd as the year before. But yep. Gordon, what's your, been your sort of, and I'm not talking from a podcast perspective, but from a whiskey perspective, what's been your highlight of the year? Yeah, I think as soon as you say that, it's a couple of highlights, but the one probably stepping on to, or stepping off of an aeroplane and going to an international drinks festival in Amsterdam was probably the highlight because you travel a lot Gordon I've been travelling a fair bit as well so to, to go and meet some of the people uh, across there and the hospitality was wonderful people were just so keen to see especially representatives from Scotland there yeah. uh, with all the whiskies and it was a great uh, great show yeah. and at night the hospitality let me say was even better I'm sure you took full advantage <laughs> of so that that was I think just getting travelling again and and three yeah. or four days away was absolutely superb yourself Gordon yeah very similar I think going over to Germany doing events face to face meeting people talking to them about our products 
Um, we've done a bit more of that now, which has been nice, and we let's hope it continues into the into into next year. But you, you really see a you know people really get a whiskey when you speak to them, look them in the eye, and you know have a drink with them, and it really makes a difference. I'm sure we talk about this a bit, Frank. Zoom versus what we're doing even the right now. Um, Zoom can compare, you know, yeah. but, you know, but, but is it in the same league even? Look, it, it, I think. I think we've mentioned this before, but two years ago we didn't. Nobody had heard of Zoom, no. so I think the fact that we can we can connect with people in different markets. I was up at five o'clock this morning doing a tasting into Australia. So that is, that is awesome. I think, by God, I'd much rather be there. But what uh, time was it there? Four, four in the afternoon, and it was five in the morning this morning. So if I fall asleep halfway through this podcast, that might be the problem. These are the sort of uh, insights not many people think about. No, being a, a global brand ambassador. But, but again, you know. it was great, and it you know. It, it, so, so that allows you to do and interact with people much better than you ever could do, but nothing will ever beat from a from a influence and, and from a you know empowering people to talk about our brands well. For example, there's nothing will ever beat uh, speaking to people directly, and you know we've discussed it before. There's no doubt Zoom and Teams has made a bit of a difference to how we're going to work in the future, but it's never going to be the solution. No. This is the funny thing, we're in whiskey bars, waiting for managers <laughs> to appear. You meet some of the nicest people in a whiskey bar. And uh, I've just met someone that I'm familiar with, although I didn't recognise you, sir. Um, what's your name? And could you just ex- explain what happened five minutes ago? Oh, well, yeah, so we just uh, had a plan to visit uh, some Scottish distilleries and we just decided to get in the pot still, as it's a quite famous bar, and we just... Uh, just found someone that so we familiar and just uh, meet that uh, people again as we did two years ago in the Birmingham Whiskey Club. Ah, so that's yes. a really great coincidence. <laughs> and, and did I remember you? Yes, I did actually. So yeah. it was a Birmingham Whiskey Club. Exactly. You literally said that. So and you just uh, directly know me from that Birmingham Whiskey Club. Yes. And yeah, so it was a great tasting event of the Tamdu. That, that's right, Tamdu. That was in 2019, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, exactly. So we just tasted like a sixth expression of that almost. That's right. And it was quite was a delicious. Tough night. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but it was tasty as well. So yeah, that's. Uh, I just noticed that the whiskey world is also small. Isn't it? <laughs> it is very small. Yeah, it's what you know, not just with people that work in it, but you know, people that enjoy exactly. whiskey. You know, we sometimes people, see people. people. Yeah, exactly. Meet each other. So tell me a wee bit about your whiskey journey. Why we're why we're here? When did you get into whiskey? Uh, that's not a Scottish accent. I don't know if it's a. Oh yeah. Okay. A yeah. Birmingham <laughs> accent either. So tell me where you're from. Yeah, sure. So I'm actually from Turkey, and I just uh, moved to the United Kingdom like uh, three years ago. And to be honest, I really liked to drink the whiskeys before I was in Turkey, but uh, I was drinking my father's one. So <laughs> after I just moved to here, so now I'm able to buy and then drink my own whiskeys, and it's uh, really great. So because when you just grab the bottle, it has a different story. Each bottle has a different story, and uh, it was a quite great hobby for me. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. I saw you taking photographs. Exactly. Of the gantry so, here. Yeah. What are you taking photographs of? Just the it's a wonderful amount of whiskies here, isn't it? Definitely. So there are almost I see no, it's even over seven hundred whiskies in here. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm really happy to just visit here. So because I you know, I sometimes struggle to stop myself to, <laughs> because there are seven hundred and I'm wondering most of them to drink. Yeah, 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 so, it's difficult, yeah. isn't it? But you're you're also taking your uh, wife exactly. and your brother. Yes, definitely because you're, you're taking them on a trip. 
Yeah, and by the way, let's say hello. Hello. Hello, yeah. My name is Elif, and I'm a wife of Erinj. And just yesterday, my brother, uh, okay. yeah. just from Turkey, he has came here, and my just uh, we just want to travel to Glasgow for a whiskey tour. And yeah, that's all. Just a very so nice coincidence with you. You like whiskey as well? Is he? Uh, not too much. <laughs> <laughs> not too much. Very, not too much. But my husband loves it. He just it, likes so. the smell. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. All. yeah. <laughs> that's good. How does the brother? What's your name, sir? Hi, my name is Furkan. Furkan uh, yes. Yeah, I lived in Turkey, but uh, I visited uh, my sister and uh, her husband, uh, and we want to want to uh, visit some pubs and. And what do you think of this one? Yeah, it's really perfect and. Uh, your taste as what's this? Yes, it's so uh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a Ben Romach, yeah, which is the malt of the month. Exactly, nice. it that is. is. And it, it was a really great price, and it was a really tasty. So I'm probably going to just drink one more. And where, <laughs> and where are you going? You're going on a lovely whiskey tour. Yes, definitely. So we have a two-day whiskey distillery trip, and tomorrow we will be at uh, Abalor and uh, Tullibardin. Oh yes, and the day after we will be at the Glenlivet and the Glenfiddich, so we're just going to taste all of them. Oh, that's nice. But, but so Aberlour, Tullibarden, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich. Exactly. What a nice trip. Exactly, Wonderful. it's a taste of the delicate, the yeah. flowery, let's yeah, yeah, say. Yeah, so, yeah. But oh, that's lovely. And uh, is Eric? Yes, Eric. Have a lovely trip, uh, uh, and thank you so much for coming across with that yes. photograph from it 2019. Was it was a great coincidence. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> we just met two years ago in the Birmingham Whiskey Club, and then now we suddenly just in entered that still. bar, and then in the pot still we just faced it again. That's, so that's I'll great. see you in two years' time, probably in Speyside or Why maybe not? in Isla. Exactly. Yeah, a bar yeah. somewhere. So see, yeah, see you then. Exactly. Thank you. Bye <laughs> bye. And uh, well, we've just had the pie, Gordon. That was great. That was quite nice. We've discussed the pies because uh, Mr. Murphy was running a little bit late, so it gave us time Sorry. to no, it gave us time to get the pie in. Absolutely superb. Fantastic pie. We'll come to, back to that. To enjoy actually. the pie rather than just scoff it down. Absolutely. Yeah. Enjoy the pie. And in, in that time, I met the people behind you there. I met in the Birmingham Whiskey Club. Our oh, friends cool. from Turkey. Uh, now living in Birmingham. So what a coincidence! And saying what a small world the whiskey world is. Anyway, anyway, back to back to the the, the, the world that is. Episode 7, which are now dubbing, dubbing the Christmas special, Gordon. The Christmas special with Frank Murphy. Well, do you want to do the introductions? Yes, we're joined by proprietor of what, well, I mean, a fantastic whiskey bar, the pot still here in Glasgow. Um, and, and we're going to hear about the bar and the history of it. And I know it's, we were talking about it actually on social recently. But um, great to have you here. How are you? Good to have you. Uh, thanks very much. Thanks for coming out to my pub. It's, uh, it's nice to see you. It's nice to see you in person. It's <laughs> lovely, isn't it? Rather than a selection of pictures on, pictures on screen. <laughs> That's great. Absolutely great. Now, this is a wee bit easier, but of course our listeners aren't. Yeah. And I thought one of my little thoughts were, could you just paint a picture, both of you, of the pub? Could you describe the pot still to well, people listening to this? Why don't you go first, then I'll, I'll uh, give you my take. I'll go first, he'll correct me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cathedral to whiskey. It's a very <laughs> traditional Scottish, um, I would say, city pub that makes great whiskey. It doesn't make great whiskey, sorry, serves great whiskey. No, 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 we don't make whiskey. Uh, 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 serves great whiskey. And um, for me, the key to this bar is the knowledgeable staff that, 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 that get the punters the drink they want and that's what I think is important it's a wee cathedral it's not a big one <laughs> it's not exactly the Sagrada Familia uh, it's a wee corner pub in many Glasgow uh, on a payday weekend if a hundred people are really good friends then we can all fit in you know shoulder to shoulder so that's that's about as many I mean, like you could possibly physically fit more in if you started putting people in the toilets and stuff, but you know, about a hundred <laughs> about as many as a night. Yeah. After that, you kind of get through to get the glasses. 
Uh, so yeah, that's 100 people, and it's been here since you know 18 canteen. Uh, the building's been here since the 1840s. It's been a pub since the late 1800s, and it's never really changed. It's just had things added to it as it's gone on. So the bit we are sitting on just now, the the mezzanine, as I like to call it, uh, was put in. I think either late 70s, early 80s, to make space for the ladies' bathrooms on the st- downstairs because before that, there would have been no ladies' toilets because in old pubs, ladies were not expected to be in such roughhouse places as hostelries. Yes, and um, on your website, this goes back to 1867, is that right? Yeah, uh, well, I wasn't there, so I'm, you know, I'm going to have to go in there. Yeah. ever done this before me, yeah. Uh, yeah, as, as, as long as we have a record of who was here so you have a record of when the building was built but you don't necessarily have a record of who was in it until a certain point and uh, I think probably the first license that was applied for it for a wine merchant would be the first record of the first official record of a, a tenant uh, and then after that became the pub called McCall's and it was McCall's right through to 1981 when it became the pot still uh, and then it's been the pot still for the last 40 years this year which wow. is mm, yes there we go yes. kismet uh, so Anyone who was in here when it was McCall's in the late 70s would probably recognise it, recognise it a little bit different, but still recognise it, still walk in and know where the bar was, know where the, the gents was, uh, and be able to kind of find their way about. And, and, and the awards, Gordon, awards, we've got uh, your, your, your sister is a legend. Hospitality <laughs> legend of the year 2020. <laughs> the Glasgow Bar Awards Best Spirits Menu in 2020. Whiskey Icons Manager of the Year, Frank Murphy, 2020. Um, Whiskey Bar of the Year, 2019. And it goes on and on. Pub of the Year, 2018, Gordon. Well, I mean, quite rightly, you know, you speak to people around the world, and I do, and people go, oh, the pot's still when you mention Glasgow. It really is synonymous with so many people who want to come here and drink whiskey. But the other thing is, there's probably more people in Stockholm know where this place is than in Strathcongo. Yeah. because everyone will pass by Hope Street obviously is one of the main thoroughfares through the city centre of Glasgow so there's buses and cars and everything flying up the road well crawling up the road every day but you pass by it because the pub's been here so long it's part of your your background you know you'll pass it and it hasn't changed since ever so you don't recognise that it's there so you get guys who'll come in one night oh fuck I didn't realise that was that was here uh, they just pop in I've always been passed by this place and are quite pleasant surprised whereas there's guys like I said from Sweden who will get off the plane get on the train get in the central come to the pub with their bags and stop in here before they check into the hotel for the weekend Brilliant. yeah so it's it's a good varied that's a good thing as well it's not just one kind of person it's not just whiskey drinkers it's not just locals it's not just visitors it's a really good mix and it wouldn't work if it wasn't that as well We've got some great questions. We've got a whole section uh, uh, of questions for you, and international Ooh. customers and all that was going to be yeah. one of them. One, 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 thing, one thing I just want to ask you: obviously, your history in this bar is you, you know, you just give us a little. You know, you're now the proprietor. I know a bit about the history, obviously, but what, what's your history here? How long have you been here? Uh, well, this time it's been ten years that me and the family are on it. But me and Jelene both used to work here for Kenny Story yeah. and his family uh, about seventeen years ago now. Uh, so. I worked with my dad until it wasn't necessarily possible for the two of us to work together anymore and it was beneficial to everyone concerned if I found new avenues to explore. Uh, So on the one day I went for an interview to Judy's Hotel, an interview here and I thought I was going to want the job in Judy's and not want the job here because I wanted out of Glasgow, I thought I'd get a job in Judy's, that gets me into the 
the corporate back and see if I can get a transfer to a hotel in Ireland and get away. I thought a bar in an Irish hotel must be fantastic. And I thought, this is okay, I'll, I'll try it and see what it's like. So I went into Judy's and it's basically a coffee station with a couple of beer taps. Wasn't what I was looking for. No. And then I came up here and met Kenny and he basically looked me over for the requisite number of heads uh, that I had, you know, five fingers on each hand and could pour a pint and said, right, okay, when do you want to start? Uh, and that was the start of a beautiful friendship, to be honest. So I was here for about three and a half years. After a few months, I got my sister Geraldine in because somebody left me needed somebody else to fill in. And because my dad's had a pub since I was five, anyone in my family and my extended family who has turned 18 at any point in that has done a shift. They know how to pour a pint and get a vodka and coke together. So the first person I went for was Geraldine when I needed someone to replace somebody else in the pub. So then she came in. And then I left after about three and a half years. And then Geraldine got my cousin Sean in to replace me. And then Geraldine left after a while to go and run a whiskey bar in Irvine. And then Sean was here all the way until we came back 10 years ago. So there's been, there's been a Murphy here for 17 years, which was not the intention originally, but it's quite nice the way it's worked out. Absolutely, absolutely. Gordon, we started the podcast talking about uh, awards. We did. Uh, without, you know, Frank's here, I like your intake as well, but why? So many awards. What makes you think this place so special wins whiskey bar of the year, uh, spirits menu of the year? Is it just about putting whiskies behind the bar? No, it's much more than that. You can have, you can walk into a bar that has nineteen thousand whiskies in it. The people behind it don't know what they're doing, don't know how to how to get find the right whiskey for the person that walks in. Then, then the experience is not great. So it's 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 not just whiskey selection; it's everything. And I think you would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, that would be here since 1981, so we're one of the first ones as well, yeah. so there's been more time for us to win yeah, yeah, yeah. awards as well. I mean, like, when John Watterson opened this place in 1981, that was a revelation to have 300 whiskies on the bar then was a greater percentage of the total number of expressions you could buy than the 750 we have now is. You know, so that he, he was, John Watson was a, a very interesting uh, businessman, done a lot of firsts in Glasgow, uh, the first no smoking pub, this place was the first place with a dress code, uh, you went all the denims in here. Uh, Burns House was the first place with uh, a, a live stream into the bar of the music playing and lounge. It was, it was very kind of like forward thinking. And so this was one of the kind of first places to really push whiskey as something you could get engrossed in rather than something you just ordered and drank yeah, yeah. with your beer. Yeah. Uh, that and, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, the, 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 the guys who work here now are sometimes now coming here because they want to do a turn here and, not a turn, but do a, a, a period of time here, learn and move on in the trade. The same way that, that chefs will try and work on a number of different kitchens to try and get the knowledge. Uh, we're getting applications there for people who want to expand their knowledge before kind of move on the trade and that's worked out fantastically for us I mean it does mean that we're losing guys that we really want to keep but we recognise that we were lucky to get them in the first place before they moved on so we've had guys who moved on to um, ambassadorial roles we've had guys who move on to uh, work like senior tour guide at LAG now guys who work on it at Glenfiddich so we've had we now have this this kind of like alumni and we can to say that to people and say you know if you give us a couple of years, you know, give us two solid years, then there's a chance that you could find, you know, your next stepping stone. And, so, and so in terms of, if, if, you know, how do you, do you have a training program? Do you have a, a sort of, how do you, how do you engage, you know, the, if you've got somebody who's really enthusiastic about whiskey, um, but maybe it doesn't have the white breadth of knowledge or whatever, how do, you, how do you garner that in terms of, you know, fulfilling the customer experience? So I mean, the, the biggest amount of training on the job. That's that's pretty much it. I mean, like you're going to be getting asked questions 
day and night and talking to the rest of the team you're working with will give you answers to those questions. We do try and put everyone through the John Lamond course. So John Lamond does a whiskey course uh, out of the Good Spirits Company a couple of times a year, so we'll try and get everyone on that. That's the kind of the best balance we found between uh, every aspect of whiskey without getting too in-depth and without kind of loading them down too much. But it's also, to be honest, it's more about giving the team confidence that if they've gone to this course and come back with a bit of paper that they are now they now feel qualified before. Whereas some of the guys when they go, go on their first distillery tour they're kind of worried about going because they don't want to let the pub down by showing themselves up as not having enough knowledge. But just by working here, they have more knowledge on whiskey than ninety nine percent of the world's population. Just by osmosis. So uh, put them John on course. Any distillery trip that comes up, we are more than happy to let them go on it, help them on it. Uh, any other things that the, uh, brands and distillers want to do, we love kind of getting our hands dirty on it. Uh, and then also, if a new whiskey comes in, the first thing it does is gets cracked open and sniffed. Not even tasted, just sniffed. Because the fun ones are the ones where you think you know what it's going to smell like, and then you open and go, oh, oh, that's not what and I thought it would be. Is always the best, aye, actually. aye. So it's, it's, it's really mostly mostly in here yeah, okay. okay no that's great that's what I thought was the answer but now there's one thing before we move on when we get off awards and recommendations and things like that is that you are the 56th best restaurant in Glasgow 56th yeah, you've dropped you've dropped now you've dropped what's happened uh, <laughs> we checked last night <laughs> I, I, I think I, I pulled the tail of the lion to be honest that was that was that's shocking. I mean, once we got out of the top twenty, I was kind of like I wasn't bothered anymore. But you know, that's I want to the top pies later on. That's that's, that's super. The top still pie has to be uh, experienced. I, I would say so. For something that started out as right, okay, faff. I'll just do what you say for once and just see what happens. Oh right, okay. That actually, that's quite good. We'll do more of that. Uh, that's yeah. That's quite. It's quite meaty. Quite yeah. meaty. Black pudding. Black pudding, long sausage, haggis, potato. Boom. And a pie. Yeah. What more could you want? You can, uh, I don't yeah. think I could have a vegan version of that, to be honest. You know, no, I'll try, but no. I don't think you can make it. No, 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 I think that would be difficult. <laughs> well, can I just take you back to, you mentioned about the history of the, the pub. 40 years this year, it's been called the pot still. And uh, I just thought it's time for a wee Christmas challenge on the uh, oh. Christmas show. And my question to both of you, and I'll try it myself, is Frank, Murphy, if you had to start another bar and rename it, what would you call it? Because obviously they thought, let's think of a whiskey bar, got to have something connected to whiskey. Yeah. Um, and I just thought we could maybe have a wee riff about and see if we can come up with something. There's some good names around the world. There's some very good names. I know you're probably going to win this, but... Um, grist, I quite like Grist. Yeah, grist, like we'll go down to Grist. I don't know it. No? It doesn't sound... And what would you, you, you know, you if, if, you, if you could rename this pub or open another one, and it had to be a whiskey related The term, Golden Promise. There's one in Paris. The thing is, the Potstill is a fantastic name for us to know. Yeah. So many people who come in and don't know what a Potstill is. Yeah, yeah. And also because it's such a generic term, there are a number of Potstills yeah. over at places. I mean, like Whiskey Exchange owns the, owns the domain name, thepotstill.com. Uh, because it was a whiskey shop in Nottingham, I think, or Norfolk. Yeah, right. uh, so yeah, I would probably make it something a bit more unique. Uh, I mean, like one of the ones I like most is uh, Ushkabi in Edinburgh because yes. that's a, a kind of specific spelling of it. The Spirit Safe. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. You know, I was, you know, but I had one of the best. I well, I have a lot of ideas. Not all of them are necessarily practical, and this one would definitely cost. But I had an idea for 
went to Rockness a number of years ago and Loch Fine Whiskey at a whiskey bar up at Rockness which was fantastic saved a whole lot of time for me trying to find anything decent to drink uh, but I thought about the idea of kind of how would you take this place on the road you know how there's the travelling cinema that goes around the Highlands and Islands yes, yes. right oh. the dimensions when extended are pretty much the same as this pub <laughs> right <laughs> now it would cost probably about seven figures to get the actual truck the conversion stock it and everything but the name's already settled they're not still <laughs> they're not oh, still that is absolutely brilliant that's quite nice Other, they're not still, they're not still. Oh, that's a great idea that I love that idea crowdfunding an option ah yes I'm investing I'm investing I start a golden promise nice straight up I quite like the rummager which was an old I think that's a good because that's what it was in a pot still when it was direct fires you had to rummage the barley to stop it sticking to the side of the still they're also looking for a name that that Guys with a Scottish accent can get round, <laughs> you know, a rummager. Yeah. rummager. Get out the rummager. You can really, I can yeah. bounce on that though. So. And, so, and so while we're on the subject of whiskey bars, just in general, this is a fantastic whiskey bar. Love it, love it, love it. What's your, your, as a, as a, as a, you know, as a publican, as a, as a, as an owner of a whiskey bar, which is the best other whiskey bar you've ever been to? Mm. Oh, I can't even want to answer for that. Uh, I mean, there's some cracking ones around the world, but there's some cracking I mean, ones like, in Glasgow. But yeah, obviously, I probably I probably spend more time in the Bon than any other whiskey bar that's other the, than Bon. That's the, the Bon Accord. Sorry, it's another sorry, lovely, sorry, another sorry. lovely whiskey bar in Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and, and, and Joy got up to the, the Bon Accord when I want if I'm going somewhere else on my day off because it's very welcoming. I feel quite comfortable in there. Uh, obviously, because I know that I know. Paul and Thomas and the rest of the family for donkeys as well. I mean, because I worked here back in Kenny's time, I've known them for you know as, almost as long. Uh, but apart from that, where else? Well, the Lismore. I used to have a place in Partick. My dad used to have a pub actually across the road from the Lismore, uh, and so I love the way the Lismore's been done up. Yeah. Love the urinals as well. You know, it's a nice wee touch. Uh, but also the fact it's still a pub. They just happen to be a good selection of whiskey. Uh, also, if I'm ever at the Lismore, I go across to the Dolphin because Stephen hasn't ever marketed the Dolphin as a whiskey pub, but he kind of helped himself. He just keeps adding bottles to it. Uh, then in Edinburgh, like I said Ushke Bay is fantastic, but that's also because it's less well signposted. Can I just say those who uh, our first episode of this season was was broadcast from Ushke Bay, so. Um, that's a, yeah. that's a that's great, great bar. Right. Start with them, finish with the box yeah, though. It's a good selection of whiskey, good selection of beer, and the food's alright as well. For the, for the few times I've eaten in there, eat the street, to be honest. Um, I like the bowl bar because the bowl bar is kind of like here, just the proportions are slightly different, a little bit more beer, a little less whiskey. The Canny Man's is worth a mention because you have to visit it at least once in your life. You know, it's not necessarily somewhere that I'll be going every single time, but just to experience the Canyman's is worthwhile. Beyond that, Black Rock. Uh, Black Rock in London was something that totally confounded my expectations and was something totally different. That's not a bar. It's a very, it's a lovely, lovely experience, Black Rock. I think Black Rock's very interesting. For me, I think just because it's so different, Delilah's in Chicago is an amazing whiskey bar and the Mike who runs it is a very good friend of mine. So that always stands out for me, but there are so many that I've luckily been to. You? And do you sing 
my 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 Delilah at the end of a good night. No, it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sort of it's a, like a biker's bar. It's it, and he's got pre-prohibition bourbons and things like this and very old scotches and it's a fantastic bar. If a Scotsman's going to sing Delilah anywhere, then it has to be Alex Harvey version with the appropriate steps as well. <laughs> I'm going to see the pot still, just to get on the right side of Frankie. Uh, I'm what about you, Gordon? I'm going to see the pot still. It's yeah, right, okay. oh, lovely in here. It's really, I've met some nice friends already. Um, how you up to that? Another Christmas challenge. Um, true or false, Frank, on your website you say if you come in as a stranger you don't know much about whiskey, you will pair uh, or introduce them to a whiskey if they give you a few um, bits of detail about themselves so you can pick a whiskey and generally match it to... Oh, got it, yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a challenge. Right. That's, that's something that kind of like gets you interested. When somebody comes in and says, right, well, I want to try whiskey I don't have any idea what I like, then that's like... Brilliant. Meat and drink. For starters, they've already come in and said they want to try whiskey. So we're, we're, we're finishing this with a drum in their hand. So we're already, we're both agreed on this. So it's just a matter then of kind of rationalling down what we've got to something that they like. So you, you just have a conversation with them. That's, I think sometimes once you go over that barrier, everything becomes a lot easier because some people think that coming to the bar is just a transaction. I would like this, you serve me that, here's money, goodbye, that's it. But you can't have that here. It's impossible. You know, unless you're just coming up and getting a, you know, model month for a pint of uh, lager, or you go, and some guys do that and that's absolutely fine, that's the regulars. Anything else, you've got to have a chat with the, the bartender and some people are kind of momentarily taken aback by this idea that they've got to actually kind of interact with the person behind the bar as a, a human being rather than as a servitude, you know. But once they've done that, everything's a lot easier. You ask them what they like drinking, you know, for absolutely like stick whiskey out the, out the question, what do they like drinking? Uh, is, it, is it wine? Is it beer? Gonna be honest, gin's a pain in the ass. Gin's not something that's easy to so, to match, so we'll kind of like push that to the side <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then kind of like work on other things. This uh, is whiskey unscripted, just. To <laughs> <laughs> but if you like wine, we have whiskey finished in any wine can you can manage. If you like beer, do you like a, a light beer or do you like something malty and something rich? If you like something big, like Guinness, they're not afraid of a big flavour, so we can put something out a bit richer. Uh, and obviously, you can also point out to them because some people don't realise it. Have you had Jack Daniels? Yes. You've had whiskey. Have you had Bailey's? Yes. You've had whiskey in a fashion. They don't realise that they've crossed the Rubicon already. And so it's all about making them comfortable with the decision that they're going to make. And then you'll bring down three, maybe four bottles. That's, I'll rephrase that. Really, we're only supposed to bring down three or four bottles. I am the world's worst for not doing that and bringing down, you know, as many bottles as can hit my arms. But it's all about bringing it down to a choice that the customer can make. And then, because they've made a choice, because they've said, I'm having this, they're already happy with the pit, and so they're already ready to enjoy this. Brilliant. I think that's a fantastic answer. And that leads me very nicely into this Christmas game of matching, I've not got a title for it, Gordon, uh, matching drinks challenge on the Whiskey Unscripted Christmas special. Uh, Gordon, you've got to guess who it is, and you've got to match the whiskey. And I've got five people here. Okay. So, here we go. <clears throat> Little jingle, please. Hi, I'm an actor born November 13th, 1969 in Paisley. As well as being a Celtic fan, I'm known internationally for being the leading male, don't keep, keep his name for the ends. I play tough action roles, I'm tall, I'm rugged, I can handle a drink. I played King Leonidas, Secret Service Agent Mike Bannon. What whiskey would you give me as a law-abiding citizen? So what kind of whiskey would that person like? Tough guy, big guy. Uh, well, not, not scared of a dram. Not scared of a dram. 
uh, try to think of something near Paisley. I mean, Shivers Brothers kind of pops into my head, but Shivers don't necessarily have. Oh, no, there we go. Abuna. Ah, okay. Abuna. Right, from Abalow. Yep. For Jared Butler. Yes! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question two. I'm a woman born on July 31st, 1965, in Yate, Gloucestershire. Half French, I'm half Scottish. I do a lot of writing in cafes, so I like dark and milky coffees. In 2004, I became the first billionaire through book writing, so I don't mind spending a bit in a dram. I don't care how expensive it is. Give me your, give me your most expensive in the pot still. The most expensive? Well, I was, I was going to actually say like Morangy Signet if she likes coffee because it's got chocolate malt and it's something a bit richer. Uh, or, you know, a, a nice whiskey cream liqueur. But the most expensive one we got is a Broda. Uh, uh, Gordon McPhail Connoisseur's Choice Broda, which I think is £78 a dram. So, yeah. Who, who's drinking that one, Gordon? I've got the name Harry Potter with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him half a point. JK Rowling. JK. Okay, uh, question three. I was born around 1412. I'm a martyr and a heroine of France. I was burned at the stake by the English, so I don't like the smell of smoke. Uh, what would you suggest? Damn it. I was going to go for Cornog. Uh, <laughs> right, and I can move. Uh, does it have to be something we have in the bar? No, no, well, you can get your hands in it and give her it because she's coming in the bar. Okay, cool. Bren. Uh, buckwheat whiskey from France. Ah, and it's not smoky. No, my original was going to be Cornog from Glanamore, but that's a really good smoky one. Okay. Who is that, Gordon? <laughs> the Maid of Orleans. Uh, um, orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark sang about well, I was going to say, Maid of Orleans, you could go for Southern Comfort as well. Yep, yeah, yeah. you could. <laughs> Joan of Arc, one to me, Joan of Arc. Uh, if she came in the bar, she would not, not like that. Did you not know that? Uh, okay, that's one to me. Uh, last two. My name is William, born February 19th, 1940. I'm an American singer, songwriter, record producer, former record exec director. I was the founder and frontman of The Miracles, and I do like them smoky. You know his name, but what would this chap who likes smoky whiskey uh, be drinking in the pot still? What would you fear with this? The front, front man of The Miracles. Well, you know who the band is? It's da 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 and The Miracles. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, why don't you, you say who it is? Okay, uh, for Smokey Robinson, yes! I'll <laughs> Smokey um, Robinson. No, Westland Peated. Really which is a Peated single malt from Seattle, which is my my, my refuge. If ever Glasgow disappears under the waves, I'll be moving to Seattle tomorrow. Same same family as Brooklady. Ah, right. And finally, in this challenge, uh, I'm an explorer, so I will try everything. I started my journey in 1519 from San Lucar de Barameda, where the casks come from for sherry uh, whiskies. Although I did not survive the journey, my second in command did, and it was known as the first circumnavigation of the earth. So somebody does not mind anything. An explorer will try anything. Right, I've no idea who it is, but I've got the whiskey. Uh, Kelt Tour de Monde, oh. which was a blended malt that was stuck on a boat that went around the world. Uh, there was also a cognac, and a similar thing is Aquavit La Lindia. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a thing. The whole idea is the, the motion of the ocean and the differences in temperature and pressure give you a lot of a lot of activity in what for whiskey is a relatively short period of time. The only problem is it comes in a stupid wee 200ml bottle, so I'm constantly trying to find more of it. 
Have you any idea? Magellan. It is! Ferdinand oh. Magellan, look at that! Top corner, Mr. Dundas shoots and scores. Pulls it out of the bag. That was four out of five, chaps. Do you think there's going to be mileage in that uh, could be. matching? Could be, could be. <laughs> it would like a good game show in this uh, Whiskey Unscripted. Um, just quickly, can we have you time to run through the stories of the year? We'll just I'll throw them out, just see what you yeah, make okay, of it. Okay. Um, some of the stories of the year, I suppose the big one, let's get it out the road. Um, bars reopen. There's rules at the beginning. Uh, I don't need to get into too much details, but it was a hellish time for the sector for hospitality. How did you get on, Frank? Uh, first one was fine. First one, we stripped the pub down to the bare bones and painted and varnished everything that you painted and varnished. I even buffed all the, the leather bits until I found out that somebody previously had artificially aged the leather bits, and so I was buffing and removing <laughs> the, the stuff that was meant to make it look more antique than it was, which was fantastic. So there's kind of like half and half now. Uh, so that was fine. Second one was a kicker. Second one, I've done all the work. There's nothing to do, so literally, and and that means now I've got a, an eight-month-old child, uh, which is Let's move on from that. Uh, Gordon, the trade war is over. Biden uh, is elected president and immediately drops the uh, tariffs. That was a big story for the industry. Some people say that went back ten years. Um, it's still it's still the biggest market for you know for Scotch in terms of where you would brand build. I mean, Asia Asia could take over, but important absolutely and. Uh, we just need to we just need to more people travelling and doing all that sort of thing but yeah of course it's important of course and you're uh, more people travelling yeah exactly but i mean the, the, the funny thing was that you know you know the, the the fact was that it was it was it was a trade war about planes it was nothing to do with whiskey and that was what was really annoying about it it wasn't anything to do with you know it's it's a smaller guys getting being a factor in big corporate government stuff, and that was the most annoying point about it. And the other thing, I'm just going to move us on quite quickly. I suppose recently we had COP26, um, sustainability was everywhere. Um, on is, the that, news. is that important to anybody who comes in here? Do they ever go? It was talked about, it wasn't necessarily seen anywhere in Glasgow. Sustainability was not no. on the no. cards. No, the, 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 bin, the bin men were on strike. Hi. The number of detours I had to take to get past all the stuff yeah. that they'd blocked off was also not sustainable either. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got a turn. I mean, like, it was odd because it was really compressed. The regulars didn't come in because they didn't think they could get in or out of town. So daytimes were dead and then nighttimes were a bit busier. Uh, obviously, the extra hour helped. Uh, so, yeah, we done, we done well out of it, but... I'd much rather not have had it here at all, yeah, yeah. to be honest. Uh, moving on, another, go on, no, 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 carry on. Just, an, another story, I suppose it's worth mentioning, we did mention it already in the series, but Gordon McPhail released the 80-year-old Glenlivet, the world's oldest and longest matured malt whisky. £140,000, I believe, one of the first bottles meant for. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm, I've never tasted it, I'm sure it's very nice. Um, is it worth £140,000? And I suppose the reason I put this what in is worth one hundred forty. Well, exactly. It's yeah. like all things in life. Is a is a sports car worth one hundred forty? Well, if you want it, yeah, and you've got the money to pay for it, it's yeah. not a problem. Yeah. If you don't, then it's not. And so the, the reason this is in there, it's maybe part of the trends, um, is collectors, and that's a big part of the the trend moving forward with whiskey. People want to buy it and not drink it. Yeah, muppets. Really, it's for drinking. The best the best quote I ever had is that whiskey only achieves its true purpose in its destruction. Yeah, it's nice. only by drinking oh, it that it actually. Oh, nice. oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, that should have been that. You know that. You know the guy who does the films, James Earl Jones. Oh, and his voice. Yes. His voice. Yes. yes. <laughs> Morgan Freeman wouldn't be enough. No, not no, enough. Not enough. James Earl Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, jo- again, big story. Johnny Walker opens up in Edinburgh. The big experience rejuvenates Prince's Street. 
it probably saved Princess Street. Yeah, I mean, like, who else is going to take over a building that big? You're not going to find one tenant for it, and they have spent money like it's going out of fashion in Edinburgh if there was a spare corner somewhere then it had a striding man on it everything that could possibly be branded Johnny Walker was branded Johnny Walker uh, one of the good things is probably Glen Kinchy will do better of it because to get to Glen Kinchy without a car takes two buses and a fair amount of time but I think now they're probably going to run uh, a wee coach to Glen Kinchy all the time now so that'll actually do better than it would have and Gordon. we've been anything anything that promotes whiskey in my books a good thing so I'm liking it hey Gordon it's quite a lot of stuff I suppose one of the highlights uh, Dennis Malcolm 60 years in the industry yeah and it's a, big, a one hour film you can watch for free now that the Scotch Whiskey Magazine did I mean Dennis is one of many many people who've been in this industry for many many years and he's one of the most unassuming perfect gentlemen you'll ever meet who has knowledge abound of this of this industry and and just a, a you know there's not there's, it, there's not enough to say he's a yeah. fabulous man. I've not seen the film yet, but I will very shortly. I'm looking forward to it. The, the best guys in the trade are us. We're just the, the kind of loudmouths who talk about it all the time. Yeah. The best guys are the ones who, if you're standing if you're standing at the end of the bar, in fact, I use guys like this as a caution to the team because sometimes guys might be kind of inclined to just kind of like tell somebody something, you know, just to kind of like get past it and get the sale done. And I point out that somebody like Dennis or even Dave Stewart. Can be standing at the bar and you wouldn't know who they were. And if you try and build, you know, if you try and tell them a pile of porkies, then you're going to get found out. Uh, and it's it's just the, the idea that these guys are literally top to toe information that long in the trade, steeped in it, pickled, <laughs> and you've got to. It's, it's not something they shout about all the time. You've got to actually like, go to them and try and kind of extract this from them. You know, exactly. Just, very unassuming, very modest, very just people that are, as you say, they've been they've been. They've been through the whole process. They are, they are, they are, they are, they are, they're swimming in it. They, they, they really are. They are also a fantastic advert for the industry because nowadays, who spends their entire working career in one trade? It's very true. And, and with one company. Yeah, as well. yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's like Hotel California. Once you get into this, you don't, you know, you don't want to leave. I think Dennis was even born at Glen Grant Distillery. You're joking. I'm sure I read that somewhere. <laughs> well, see the documentary. I might not be right, but I'm sure that. Is really that international laws or something? I'm not sure. Um, Frank, we'll just get to him. I suppose the last bit on that full stop would just be the number of new distilleries getting built. That's maybe one of the stories of this year and last year. You mentioned Ardham Up and uh, Ardham um, Loch Lee. Loch Lee, with new John, John Campbell, friend of the shows, just joined Loch Lee. Loch Lee. Um, you mentioned Lag as well, it's a couple of years maybe, but this that's the their gimmick is fantastic. Right, okay. Um, Good people there as well. Just on the way out here today, I just had a quick look and I think the uh, Isle of Barra have just put in Planning permission plan, yeah, for a six month development. I'm, I'm, so. I'm going to be honest, I. Yeah, sorry about that, my battery's run out halfway through the, the chat there, and I'm, right. I'm not even pretends to do a decent edit. So, <laughs> if you rejoin us with new batteries in this machine, uh, just put a full stop on all the new builds built at, um, getting built just now, possibly overproduction. Well, I mean, the history of whiskey's always up and down. Like, you know, if anything has shown us this is a, a boom time. There's quite probably, quite possibly a downtime some other side. You know what I mean? Like the last time it was the Americans discovering vodka, this time could whiskey have shot itself in the foot by making gin such a big thing? Who knows? But I am less likely to get enthusiastic now when I hear about a distillery applying for planning permission. I'm going to wait until I can actually taste the new make. I'm fed up getting, you know, 
excited five years too early. You know, it's like getting excited for Christmas to now. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Don't put your Christmas tree up yet. Correct, correct. Yeah. Okay, uh, just heading towards the end of this uh, extravaganza in the pot still, and I thought we'd make a, a just, you know, trying to, I've asked Frank a few questions, I wanted to try and keep these questions back. I'm going to call this bit In the Kiln with Frank Murphy. I'm not too sure this will, you know, it'll run as a, a title, but I quite like it. Uh, which is basically <laughs> under the spotlight, uh, on the hotspot, but In the Kiln, um, with Frank, and I've just got some questions. Gordon might want to fire in there as well. Uh, just try and get through as many as possible. Uh, question one for myself: Famous people in the bar in the uh, past? Anybody? Prince else? Albert of Monaco, uh, who was in for the closest semi of the Commonwealth Games, and we didn't know it until they'd left. Uh, best, best, best VIP I ever had in because guy came in, stood at the buggy, and looked in the bar, and so I was looking at him because didn't come to the bar. Uh, and then I was keeping my eye on him, a bunch of guys came to the bar, I was serving them, still keeping an eye on this guy who wasn't doing anything. And they were fine, had a chat, this guy never moved, I'm like, what's happening here? And eventually he left, and a guy came up from one of the tables and said, do you not recognise Prince Albert Monaco when he comes into your pub? And then looking back in the cameras I realised, this guy was security, he came in, scanned the place, gave the nod to the guys outside, they came in, there was another guy sitting at table one, just guarding the door. But that's perfect, that's the kind of customers you want. Come in, don't make a mess, don't make a fuss, have a few drams, leave, nobody's any the wiser. Uh, we shut the pub for the very, very last time for... Uh, ah. Give us a clue. Yeah, give us a clue. It's a Christmas game. Ginger. Uh, Ed Sheeran. Yes. Ah. Uh, we shut the pub for him one night. And that was the first and last. I don't like shutting the pub. I do not like shutting the pub at all. It's not in my DNA. My dad's scalped that into me long enough. Uh, but I was overruled for this one and we shut it. Uh, and it was it was fair enough. Ed's a really nice guy. He likes Aberfeldy. As it turns out, I think he's got a wee tattoo of Aberfeldy in his arm. Uh, I was so Jägermeister that night. And I just... No! Anyway, <laughs> we got it in specially. <laughs> I had to get shot at stuff I didn't have. Uh, but then the next day we got an email from Enrique Inglesias, the backing band, who wanted to come in and try whiskey, but they couldn't get him to publish it. So that'll never, ever happen again. Ed's a lucky boy. Right. Okay. <laughs> Look at uh, Best whiskey of the year tried this year. Ooh. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Talk of boards. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the lag you make is, is really, like, really, really good. I used it in a blind tasting and guys thought it was mezcal. Uh, yeah. it's, it's cracking. Uh, the, the new one, the Stop Cross from Clydeside, has, uh, we are now, it's been released, what, three and a half weeks? We're now on our 18th bottle of it. Uh, because it's been going great guns. Uh, I can't pick one. It's, it's like it's, it's, it's you can nominate a couple. I'll come back to you in that one. Okay. If one, if one jumps out, I'll shout later on. You mentioned already every bar needs regulars. Have you got good ones here? Any any shout outs to the regulars? Because that's the heart and soul of a bar. Oh, I've got to mention Alan Hall. Alan's part of the fixtures and fitness here. <laughs> uh, it was also when we came back ten years ago. He was one of the first people in the door on. So it was a Monday night. It was about by the time we get everything done with the stock taker, changing the keys and signing the contracts and stuff. It was about six half six. We opened the doors and Alan was the first person to come in and he came in and put hi Frank, hi Jim. What? Done a triple take when he realised that we were back behind the bar because we hadn't obviously told anyone. So yeah, he's he's back in. Obviously, some of the regulars haven't found their way back to us yet uh, after this, uh, but a lot of them have. A lot of them are just giddily happy to be back in the pub, uh, which is is fantastic. It's good, it's good to see see many, so many of them back yeah, in, uh, and a lot of them are daytime regulars as well because they're in town during the day. I mean, yeah, you get the guys who are in at the weekends, but. The guys come in at lunchtime and have a, you know, a pint and do the crossword of your bread and butter. Um, um, films, films, Indiana Jones, Batman, 
discuss. I've seen your social media feed. That road outside was closed. What was, can you explain what went on very quickly? How did it go down? Uh, well, yeah, they shut two blocks of one of the main thoroughfares in Glasgow, which was just absolutely ridiculous. I'm pretty sure there's enough Georgian and Victorian architecture in Glasgow that they didn't need to shut one of the main roads. Uh, in fact, both of them shut Renfield Street, Arnold Street. was ridiculous. Uh, the other thing was... I was here and I had to go down I've got a storage unit uh, where I store some of the, the whiskey and I went down to get some of that and there was another film crew filming it I thought, oh, Jesus <laughs> and then I was only filming here again no, it was something else totally different it was something another film crew filming in my storage unit place at the same time oh. what the hell? <laughs> I need to get to the whiskey aye, so they could just stop me getting this uh, not even Batman will stop Frank Murphy getting to the whiskey well, the best thing obviously was because of that the buses were all rerouted and one of the big triple axle uh, stagecoaches broke down halfway through turning from West George Street onto Hope Street and blocked the whole street so we had an impromptu beer garden outside which was fantastic <laughs> it was actually a really nice day as well so like the first bunch of cops went by and said uh, I take it this is my photo shoot I had my camera with me I went, yep just taking pictures and I went okay fine uh, by the time the second bunch came up they said right okay that's enough <laughs> okay fine okay but that was wonderful Gordon Grash as well uh, and you whiskey gifts this is the Christmas episode people that like whiskey deserve a gift uh, anything you would suggest? Yeah, a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, any yeah. type? Um, well, I mean, we what they like? A Glengoyne or Tandu. I mean, that's who we work for. But no, one that one that people like. All the, there's a lot of great whiskey gifts out there. The one thing I don't like is whiskey stones, and I've said that before. Okay, okay. Frank, um, a whiskey gift? Uh, yeah, a bottle of whiskey. I mean, why bother with anything else? I mean, if you got a pint glass and a bottle, you're fine. Uh, oddly, I, I, this is odd. The Smokehead Rum Rebel is not the worst thing I've ever tried and I, I mean, that sounds like damn free praise I'm not a big massive fan of smoky whiskey I have found recently that rum finished smoky whiskies are something I can yeah. thoroughly get behind which was not something I expected to be able to say uh, so yeah that's that's from a guy who you know treats smoke like garlic in Italian food a little bit's okay too much is you know too yeah, much yeah. Uh, so I just a guess I bought a whiskey Frank there's enough smokehead rum rebel. There you go. That's it. There's enough choice in this world without having to worry about accoutrements. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Right, so much special. That's not. That was Frank Murphy in the kiln. Woo-hoo. Gordon, we'll come to the end of our uh, Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking forward to next year. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think everybody just hopes things, uh, things improve. I think would be the from a from a virus perspective, and let's just hope it continues to do that. And. Uh, we can get back to even more normality. That would be really good. Frank, next year? Uh, well, just remember that all sanitizers made from alcohol, so the more of it you put inside you, the better you get a chance of surviving this. <laughs> That's exactly it. Let's do that right now. Uh, listen, thanks very much, Frank. It's been an absolute pleasure and honour being in the, the pot still in yeah. Oak Street in Glasgow. And if you're listening to this and you're coming, like our friends at the beginning of the show, uh, come up from uh, Birmingham. Via Turkey, the, the brothers, the brother-in-law's from. Via Turkey, didn't see that. Ah, he just flew in. <laughs> couple of days ago they came straight that's here. a big connection so please hop in and check it out thank you Frank Murphy Gordon the Dance thank you thank you thanks guys cheers slange your and there's a nice hubbub here at the uh, Glengoyne shop this is the next day from the pot still and uh, teapot drum has been launched as well so and I've just uh, come across this side of the shop two gentlemen holding uh, a couple of nice drums there uh, what's your name uh, Scott Ramsey Scott Ian Ian Ian, Ian, what have you got in your hands here? I think it's the Glengoyne 21, so it's not oh, a bad start before not, our tasting. So oh right, this is before the tasting. This right? is before the tasting. Well, so. welcome to Whiskey Unscripted. This is the Ian McLeod podcast, in case you think he's a crazy guy jumped out at you. Um, just whiskey in general, discuss 
over the week, uh, the, the Christmas period, what you be reaching for? I've got various whiskies in the house that I'll probably have a few drams of over the over the period. Um, Any highlights? Yeah, I've I like uh, I've got a Lagavulin 16. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a Talisker Portree that I, I like as well. Um, I think those will be the two that I'll go for most. But maybe. and this is the, the, the opposite. The unless other I can, end. Unless, this yep. is the other end, isn't it? Yeah, no. it is. Yeah. Um, I might see something here today that takes my fancy that I might take a bottle home with. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. What about yourself? Yeah. Oh well. Many moons ago, I started on the Lafoyg Ten. So. Oh yeah, yeah. After yeah. you can drink that, you can drink anything. And I've actually got this in the house, the Twenty One Glengoyne. So we'll see what we pick up today. I mean, I don't think there's many bad malt whiskies. This no, is no, the beauty and, of this country, isn't it? Have you seen it? the colour of, of the teapot? Oh well, we'll go and have a look at it. Oh Jesus! Is that? <laughs> look at the colour. It's like a brown leather bag. <laughs> it is. That's absolutely marvellous. Well, guys, thank you very much yep. for sharing some of your whiskey chat. Cheers. Okay. Thank but, you. Uh, hello, your name, sir? Alan Anderson. Alan, we've just had a wee chat, Alan. You've got yeah. form with this distillery. I have. Yes, great memories. Absolutely wonderful memories. This is this is what's great is meeting people that have got a connection to, uh, to Glengoyne. Yeah. Before we talk about that, congratulations, happy birthday. Ah, thank you very much. But take us back to the early 60s. Well, I'm 69 today <laughs> and I haven't been here for here 60 go. years and my, my son's decided to give this to me as a birthday present. Uh, well, when I used to come here in between 58 and 62, my grandfather was the um, customs and excise officer and uh, we used to come here for our holidays. Our mother and father would come and drop us off for the school holidays and then go away. And we had all this time in the distillery, and it was wonderful. The things that we did, we, we just, because it was a different thing then, not so many people working here, I don't think. Certainly weren't any tourists, but you were just in amongst the workmen, and they were so good to us, and they just treated us, we were just wee boys, but just treated us like uh, part of the squad. And how did they treat your grandfather? Because he lived He was a customs and excise yeah, officer, yeah. so he was kind of, uh, I think... They were a bit weary. Yeah, of course. A bit weary. But we were fortunate because we were really taken on by um, Davy McGee, who was the manager at the time. And he just uh, he treated us like his grandchildren. And he said David McGee, who's uh-huh. the McGeeys are a legendary family with Glengoyne's history because the father uh-huh. took over the managership of the distillery right. in 1900. Yeah. And then he uh-huh. summed it to, we think, yeah. 1966 with yeah. it. And it was a big, we don't know much about David. So well, David, uh, David, to me, was the biggest man I'd ever seen in my life with the biggest hands. Uh, he was a wonderful, but he was big, but he was soft and gentle. He was a lovely man, just lovely. And he and his wife, Peggy, treated us like their grandchildren. I don't think they had any children. And um, they were just lovely to us. And we in those to, days, was the manager, was he... Oh, he's hands on. Hands on. Oh, he was in amongst everything. Was he? Oh, he was so there all the time. Shirt and tie manager. Mm-hmm. Was that I had a shirt and tie on, but, right. but he was always in amongst it, and he had these big tweed suits on. Big, big guy with tweed suits, and he was just—he was an amazing chap. Just, just really. And visually, has it changed? You've first time in sixty years. Well, the house we used to stay in on holiday, which where my grandfather stayed, the custom and excise officer's house was on by the road, and it's gone now. Yeah, of course it is. Which is a shame because it was a real lovely house, and I have really fond memories of that. And otherwise, there's a lot more sheds or warehouses down across the road yes. on the other side of the lowlands. But uh, 
No, it's the process is exactly the same. The smells are the same, and that's the bit that's amazing. The mashed tun, the, everything is just it's, so. It's come back to you today. Oh, this fantastic! Sixty years past in a yeah. couple of seconds. Fantastic! Amazing! Absolutely and amazing. finally, and, and you're going to try and look at some photographs for me because I'd love to I get will. Them. Yes, brilliant. But uh, what are you clutching? I've got. Uh, a, a bottle of the teapot dram, oh, hello. which has been signed by the guy who thought it all up, That's and I'm right. really, I'm, re- I, I'm really looking forward to it. That's an absolute <laughs> cracking dram. And, I'm what go- and what I'm going to do is, my brother, who's a year younger than me, or 17 months younger than me, he, the two of us used to come here for holidays for four or five years, and I'm going to invite him up for New Year. And we're going to crack this open. Okay, oh, that's fantastic. And relive the past. I'll be thinking of you doing that. That's Aye, a wonderful, great. wonderful idea. Great. great. Listen, thank you so thank much you. for your time, and hopefully we'll catch you soon. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers, bye bye. Bye. I'm dreaming of a drama. Oh, oh, that's well. That's it. That was a wonderful way to finish there with Alan. Love the history of whiskey, especially Glengoyne, and that really fills in some blanks. But thank you to the pot still. Thank you, Big Frank, and to all the contributors on today's show. Um, and all it is remains for me, on behalf of Gordon Dundas, who's on his travels away down south, is to say a very happy Christmas, one and all. And Whiskey Unscripted will be back in the new year. Oh, yes. <laughs>